And here we are with episode 9 of Piercing the Veil with me, Robin Pierce. And me, Stephen Pierce. Well, nine episodes in, and I think we've got a pretty packed show this time yeah, around. Yeah, we really do. Um, we've got to apologise in a way, I suppose, because this one is being released a little bit later. Because we were waiting for the San Diego Comic Con and the events of Hall H. Yes, we were. Which, due to the time difference, wasn't until about 3 o'clock yeah, in the morning our time. So we've got a lot to pack in from the San Diego Comic Con, which, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't, why are you listening to this podcast? Um, it's the largest comic con on the planet. Yeah. Uh, it attracts over 200,000 visitors over a three-day period. So, you know, quite a few people are packing yeah. into Hall H, which I'm told is the size of two football fields. Wow. Not two UK soccer fields, but proper American NFL football yeah. fields. <laughs> Uh, how many people have we yeah. just enraged and alienated? But hey, it's what we do. <clears throat> Before we get on to the Comic-Con business, we usually kick off with asking Steve, what were you doing this past week? What kind of a week have you had? But yeah. this time I'm changing things round. Steve, what were you doing 20 years ago? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> um, Let me give you a clue. You would have been seven years old. Phantom Menace? That's right. You were seven years old. You were in primary school. It was opening day. Yeah, I was given the Friday. And I gave you the day off school to come with me to see the first performance in the UK yeah. on opening day of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now, if we can put a little bit of background on this, um, we had been waiting since Return of the Jedi for new Star Wars. We never really thought we'd get new Star Wars, but hey, George proved us wrong. And he was even coming out of his self-imposed retirement to, to direct yeah. and write. And it was, I think, the first of the internet spoilerage you know when there were all sorts of reports coming in and ain't it cool news was going nuts and into overdrive over the new star wars film and it opened in america a full month before it opened here wow can um, you imagine that happening today i mean well kind of yeah now it's like last year's Ant-Man and the Wasp. When we basically went offline for... A month. Was it a month? Yeah. Because oh. of some soccer... Oh, the World Cup! Oh, yeah. gee whiz. Some... Why, why would they... I mean, what makes them even think that the, the sports jocks yeah. and the superhero nerds are the same damn yeah. audience? You know? <laughs> Come on! Do we look like yeah, we play exactly. sports? <laughs> we are pale, for God's yeah. sake. We don't even like to go no. outside unless it's to a cinema. Yeah, exactly. Or a comic convention. Or a comic book shop. 
We don't sit outside. We sit no. in the shade. We're like vampires with comic books. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, <laughs> I'd avoided the, the spoilers from Phantom Menace. Um, the book was released yeah. kind of later on. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine, Whitney, Whitney yeah. Bain from Santa Monica, California, kindly sent me the CD soundtrack, knowing that yeah. I've got a big interest in such things. Um, and before the we ever got to see the film, before we saw a synopsis or anything like that, or indeed yeah. read the novel, I had the original motion picture soundtrack to Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, released on Sony Classical. Music composed and conducted by John Williams and performed by the London Symphony Orchestra doesn't get any better than that. Until you look down, and bear in mind, we're keeping spoiler free at this point. Track 15, Qui-Gon's Noble End. Uh Major spoilerage. And then... Uh, 16 is the High Council meeting. Okay, that's fine. And Qui-Gon's funeral. The whole film hinged on Qui-Gon Jinn, and that's me putting the CD down on my desk, um, being some sort of noble rebel Jedi played by Liam Neeson. Nobody knew at that end at that end, at that point, I'm sorry, that he would meet a noble end, yeah. that he was going to die. We thought he was going to be like the new uh, Solo yeah. or whatever, but no, 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 no. Thank you, Sony Classical, for giving away that huge plot point. Now, I remember driving to Bangor, yeah. which is the next city along, for those of you who don't know us, and they had the Plaza Cinema, now long gone. It's now a Domino's Pizza. Yeah, Domino's Pizza and a student apartment building. That's right, yeah. So this is why we travel the extra uh, 15, 20 miles and go to uh, Cineworld Multiplex, which we've seen all our Star Wars movies since. And we actually see all our movies now. And it was... We were we were queuing outside because we'd heard stories of people queuing, people yeah. even camping overnight. Harry Knowles at Ain't It yeah. Cool did live broadcasts of his, his queuing overnight. He, he was there for several days. And uh, we thought, we, we, we will queue. We will yeah. go there first thing in the morning. And uh, for a short while, yeah. we were the queue. Yeah. Uh, you, me, and a couple of friends from the office. Yes. Nia and Bethan. Yeah. Then a car passed, and there were people that we knew, and it was, ha ha, you're waiting for Star... Oh, they stopped and disgorged the passenger, who then decided to take an impromptu day off and yeah. join us. Soon there was a queue. And at this point... 
until we get into discussing the movie. What are your recollections of that day? You were seven years old. You were dressed in a Star Wars t-shirt. Yeah, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, yeah. Go for See, it. This is one of the things that does get me times. You have people criticise The Phantom Menace, how it isn't proper Star Wars and all the rest of it. And it's been that way for years. Yeah, but people say all sorts of things. It's not proper Star yeah. Wars. Just because it's not well, the way they wanted it to go. I mean, how ridiculous was that um, online petition that they wanted all of The Last Jedi refilmed yeah. because they didn't like it? Were they going to put the money up? Of course I don't not. think so. But I think, for me, this because being seven years old, this was my first real taste of Star Wars. You had the... Um, prequel trilogy which was great but I can't really remember seeing those this was the prequel trilogy Sorry, the, are you uh, talking about the original trilogy. the original trilogy yeah. the sacred trilogy yeah. you know our, our our the basis for our lives I don't have that much recollection actually having seen those until after Phantom Menace well you saw them on VHS I don't really remember it so, I remember Darth Maul. Yeah. With the dual bladed lightsaber. Oh. And Duel of the Fates. Yeah. And I remember the buzz about it because Star Wars was literally everywhere. You couldn't move without seeing Star Wars. True. Because I remember, and I still <coughs> have it in its packaging. A Jar Jar Binks with his tongue was stuck out. Oh, yeah. Um, wasn't that one of the um, giveaways from somewhere like Taco Bell? It was on a magazine. Oh, right. Because we were sent a lot of Taco Bell stuff yeah. um, by, again, Whitney yeah. out in Santa Monica, who ate so much Taco Bell to get us as many of these Star yeah. Wars collectibles as he could. He suffered appendicitis a few weeks later. He... <laughs> There was the force is with you, Whitney. <laughs> there was a... Oh. I remember at the time they brought out the Star Wars toys. Yeah. And these were about three... Oh, the, th the little three-inch three, figures. Inch, so they would actually match the original trilogy figures and yeah. size. And didn't they have a little chip in where if you put them on a base, they yeah. would talk to each other or something? Yeah, they came with a... What appeared to look like the communicator from Star Wars. That, that, no, 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 that was that was a Jedi communicator. Okay, and you put this chip on, and it would say a He's couple of lines. He's mixing up his franchises. Are you that tired? seven. Yeah, but you're not now. It, it was... I, I just remember having a really great time with it, and I've always loved episode one. I don't think that episode one deserved the hammering that it took. Um... I can kind of sort of understand people saying, you know, it's Star Wars and he started off with a trade blockade and a trade war and, you know, how boring is that? It's like all politics. But then every story has to start somewhere. You know, if you go back as far as the Flash Gordon serials yeah. of the 1930s, well, episode one is Flash getting himself into 
the story that will take the next 12 weeks to tell. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all a setup which actually episode 1 is and I think it does what it does very strongly. There are things in it that just blow me away every time I see it and I've seen it very often. It's Darth Maul. Yeah. It's the double-bladed lightsaber. It's Duel of the Fates. It's the coolest use of a lightsaber ever when they just ram it into an armoured double-blast door and melt their way out of a certain tricky situation where they're trapped. Um, It's the pod race. Okay, there are things that we don't like. They're named Jake and Lloyd. Yeah. But even he kind of admits that he did such a god-awful bad job yeah. of acting in that. And he showed such promise in Jingle All The Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. My main, He's never acted again. My main criticism with him in Star Wars, and I felt this... Are you an angel? I felt this the first time, and I felt this when we saw Attack of the Clones. He was too young. The fact that there seems to be a time difference. Yeah. Because he's a precocious little, what, nine-year-old? Yeah. In Phantom Menace. And he's kind of latching himself on to Natalie Portman, of whom we will be hearing much more later. Yeah. And she's appearing to be in her late teens. Yeah. By the time we get to Attack of the Clones, episode two, they seem to be the same age. Yeah, that's the one thing I've had with all of Star Wars. Yeah. That's the one thing I find very hard to to kind of comprehend. Yeah. Is this age difference because... She's not an older woman in episodes two and three. He he should have in the first movie. Yeah. Say if he was about 13, 14. Yeah. It would have been easier to buy an age jump instead of that young to this that old. True. This is true. Oh, there's one thing I want you to do. And it's your favourite line from the movie. And it's it's a weather report that you give, which is a quote and a pretty good impersonation uh, from Phantom Menace. I want you to go for it. No. Come on. No. Come on. No. Come on. There's a storm coming, Annie. (laughs) Storm coming, Annie. Oh, my God. One more time. There's a storm coming, Annie. (laughs) So, Phantom Menace... You know, quit hating on it. Yeah. And if you want 20 reasons to find some joy in The Phantom Menace, which you really should, then check Starburst's website, Starburst Magazine, www.starburstmagazine.com, and you'll find a list of 20 well-reasoned items that we love in The Phantom yeah. Menace. Now then, let's carry on with our San Diego Comic Con special, and yeah. we've got a lot to talk it, about. This is best to be. It's best that this one's called 
a Comic Con special because there there is an awful lot. Yeah, um, that's basically going to be the rest of yeah. of, of the show this week. Um. Okay. Now then. Now then. Um. We've seen some trailers. Okay. We've seen lots and lots of trailers, Steve. Yeah. And some of them we liked, and some of them we didn't like, and some of them we just were indifferent to. There's been news, there's been announcements, so let's start off with the trailers that we've seen, okay? Okay. Um, I don't know how exhaustive a list this is going to be. Uh, if you hear any clicks, that's me on my computer trying to figure out what I've seen, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, okay, I'm going to start off with what for me has been the trailer of Comic-Con, and it's for the upcoming series Picard. I'd agree with that. That trailer was stunning. You've got... Patrick Stewart back as Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. There are some surprises. They said it doesn't follow the next generation. It has nothing to do with that. Come on. We knew there'd be guest appearances. We've already been told that Jonathan Frakes is going to be a part of it. But we have seen Brent Spiner as Data. It seems to carry on after Nemesis. So Nemesis is now... Instead of before, you know, being able to kind of think, no, now it's actually... See, I, I, I never cared much for Nemesis no. because it seemed to be uh, a tacked-on thing that you could, you know, take or leave, really. Um, it seemed to be like a, a villain from Picard's past that we'd never seen or heard yeah. of before, so we never cared about. And, and of course, Data's noble sacrifice yeah. will now kind of make sense because it's being addressed. Um, we know that there are Borg in it, because we, we, we see like in the trailer there are Borg. Seven of Nine yeah. is back. Didn't see that coming. Seven of Nine from Voyager. Yeah. Wow. This is a six-part series, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it's a special mini-series. Like an event series? Yeah. I have no idea whether this is kind of like the they did with the X Files. Yeah. Remember, they did the event series and then they did another series. another one. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is t- either just a six part series and done, or if this is just testing the waters to see how much of a base there'd be. I I may be wrong, but I've got the feeling that I've read or heard somewhere. Yeah. That they are contracted to do more, but I might be wrong. Because from you know, I'm old. My memory's failing. What I've heard is they've done also, you know, the Star Trek Discovery. Yes. I again, I could be wrong, but I think they're bringing in Picard because Discovery isn't doing as well. As they had hoped. Now, Discovery, I've I've seen two episodes of, and I bought the Blu-ray because it was really, really yeah. cheap, so I'm going to be checking that out soon. Um, 
takes place before the classic series. Yes. But after Enterprise. Before. Before Enterprise. Even. Yeah. This is apparently the discovery is before any of it. Hmm. Okay. Confusing me now, but okay. So Picard is definitely going to yeah. be one to watch. Yes, it is. Okay. Why did you bring Discovery up? Oh, yeah, because it's not doing yeah. so well. So yeah, yeah okay, okay. Um, another one was a surprise appearance of Tom Cruise introducing Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. What got me with the Maverick trailer is that was a surprise. Yeah. What I loved that they did in that trailer is all they pretty much showed you. Yeah. Tom Cruise is going to be in a plane again. Yeah. That is pretty much the trailer. Well, that's all you need it, to know ideal. to um, sell you the film, yeah. really, isn't it? I, I believe we saw a very quick glimpse of Val Kilmer as Iceman. Yeah. Um, He's got into shape again. Well... The poor man had cancer, yeah. didn't he? Um, so, wow. You know, to get me to watch Top Gun 2, all you need is Tom Cruise, fighter plane. Yeah. That's it. And I'm in. you'll be buying the soundtrack. Uh, what I've heard is the, the Top, Gun, Top Gun theme, you know. Oh, you know. Da, 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 you know you'd end up buying it. Of course I will. Of course I will. The number of times I, I put the Top Gun soundtrack on when I was driving yeah. and nearly got done speeding. Yes. Because you can't drive slowly to Top Gun. There are two things that it's impossible yeah. to drive slowly to. Number one, yeah. the Top Gun soundtrack. Okay. Number two... Any CD by the Ramones. Yeah. It can't be done. Yeah. Um, right. What else we've seen trailers of were It 2. I was happy with the second trailer. Okay. It seemed... I, I don't know what it was about the first one they did. I think it was the, just a teaser trailer. Yeah. That was... That that had the, the old lady sequence, yeah. didn't it? Yes. It was okay. Okay. But the, the second trailer seems like it's going to be a better movie than I had anticipated in a way. Well, having read the book, yeah. uh, the second where the the kids are now adults. Yeah. And they realise that Pennywise is rearing his ugly head again. Yeah. And they realise that they have to finish the job is a much grimmer and yeah. darker story than the um, basically the, the, the setup yeah. where the kids. Um, in the TV series, you know, the, the yeah. two parts that they did, um, it was basically the kids' story first and the adult story second. Um, but in the book, it's you flash forward, flash back, okay. flash forward, yeah. flash back, flash forward throughout the entire one thousand plus pages. Wow! I I still think that it is Stephen King's towering achievement. Yeah. 
as far as book writing is concerned. He may well have something, you know, that's even better in his in his uh, head somewhere that he will release because God knows he is releasing two books a year at the moment and he's as prolific as he ever was, maybe even more so. But it, it it's a very hard yeah. act to follow. Um, Three from Hell, Rob Zombie's new movie. It's the third in the sequence because uh, he says uh you know um devil's rejects wasn't a sequel to of course it was um uh house of a thousand corpses even though it was yeah but then you know okay same characters uh he wanted to make a road movie yeah and i guess he did and now we're back on to more gore um don't know where it is timeline-wise. Whether it directly follows the it's events. Apparently set. It will pick up straight after rejects. Right. Time-wise. Okay. And it seems to be more psychotic gore. Yeah. Now. I was watching the trailer, and I thought, okay, pretty much what I expected. Yeah. Rob Zombie started with some really, really good ideas. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses was like the ultimate gore fest. Yes, of a film. it was. And he followed that up with the Halloween reimagined. Was what was Rejects. it? Was Rejects that? Yeah. It was. You're quite right. And then it was Halloween. Yeah. And. Halloween is one of those films that I don't think should have been remade, but it's just another version of the story. So, okay, we can live with it. We don't need yeah. to watch it if we don't want to. Um, or you can embrace that one and forget the originals. You know, you're the audience. You pay your money and you make your choice. Yeah. Um, Lords of Salem. We also had Halloween 2. Yeah. But that's when I started to Halloween see too, I don't see much sense in. It's, a lot didn't make sense in that one. He's trying to humanise Michael Myers yeah. too much and he's humanizing the unhumanizable. Yeah. You know, it's like finding out that the Terminator was good to his mother or yeah. something. Uh, and I, I don't quite get why Sherry Moon Zombie turned up with a white horse. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Anyway. Um, Lords of Salem I love Yes, that's such a strong movie it's somewhat disjointed um, and it comes to an abrupt end and you keep fe feeling to yourself you know, oh my yeah. god there's got to be more there's got to be more Yeah, but there really isn't but I, I like it and it's a film that I like to watch around October Yeah, it, 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 I really like the Lords of Salem because yeah. I feel that that one actually follows more House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Then there was... What is it? 31. 31. Yeah. I don't know what that movie is. I saw a horror version of The Running Man. Yeah. It's like if Saw was a game show. Pretty much. And I thought the well's running dry. Yeah. The story wasn't strong. I really 
could not care less about the characters and I thought he's he's actually losing his touch yeah. here. I'm hoping that Three from Hell will bring him back to where he started creatively. Um, but looking at the trailer, I didn't see anything there that had a wow factor no. to it. There was nothing like going, oh my God, I've got to see that. It was like, yeah, that's pretty much what I was expecting. Yeah. So, we'll see it. Um, then we have seen... What else did we see? Hang on a second. The I'm reboot. The list. Ah. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. The reboot. I might be a bit harsh here. Okay. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Did not see anything that I wasn't expecting to see. And I walked away not not unimpressed, yeah. but unsurprised. Well, that's... We kind of knew that's how that movie was going to be anyway. It's going to be a must-see. Because it's following the viewer skew universe. Yes. So it was, it was going to be... In a way, more of the same that we used to. Yeah. Which is what he need, needed to get back to in the first place. Um, two TV series that we've seen the trailers of. Watchmen. Now, I've got to say... Yeah. The first trailer of Watchmen left me cold. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, so what? Second one has actually got me interested. The second one because we see more of Ozymandias. Yeah. Played by Jeremy Irons. Um, the owl ship is yeah. in there, so we hopefully the owl man is going to be around somewhere. Night owl. Yeah. Night owl. Yes. Owl man. Night owl. All right. Where was owl man then? He was Earth. Was it Earth Two in DC? Earth Two's Batman yeah. in DC. Oh, right. 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 And, of course, that final shot, which very strongly implies that Dr. Manhattan has left Mars. Yeah. Wow. That I'm interested in as well. But an army of Rorschachs, I'm thinking, really? Well, that's become more like a cult now, hasn't it? Yeah. But is it based on anything comic booky? I've read... I've read The Watchmen, of course. It's required reading. Yes, it is. I've read The Button. Yeah. Which brings Batman and The Flash into The Watchmen continuity in a way to be confirmed and concluded, I believe, in The Doomsday Clock. Yes. Okay. Um, So whether there is going to be a, a cult of Rorschach, I don't know. But Stranger the, things have happened. There seems to be a cult of Trump. But there's another thing, though. Go on. That there was before Watchmen. I haven't read those. I'm waiting for them to all be gathered into one great big graphic novel. Yeah, that's been done. Has it? Ages ago. Really? Yeah. Before Watchmen Omnibus. Huh. Huh, seriously? Yeah. Oh. I I 
we're going to Manchester in a few weeks, yeah. and that'll be a raiding party on Forbidden Planet, and that'll be one of the things that I'll be definitely looking for. With all the... Because they released a series of graphic novels. Yeah, uh, based on the individual yeah. characters. And now they've put all those into one omnibus. Why didn't I know this? I don't know. Why didn't you tell me about this? I actually presumed that you knew. Huh. I see. There seems to be a breakdown of communication. Right then. Uh, next one up I was really enthusiastic about. I do love my Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And of course our our new version of that is Greg Nicotero's Creep Show based on the two movies. Yeah. Who better to do a creep show than Greg Nicotero? And it does seem to actually follow the movies. Well, the movies were short stories yeah. like Tales from the Crypt and all those great Amicus movies. You know, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Um, Vault of Horror, um, um, From Beyond the Grave, which yeah. is one of the first X movies I ever saw, after Easy Rider. And it seems to be short stories. Now, what I'm not clear on, are the stories going to be based on King's works, or are they opening it out to other people? Well, we saw The Crate from Creepshow. Yeah. So are these... Th that's a good question. Are they sequelizing the... Um, short stories already told because the the person who threw the crate with the creature in it over yes. the cliff yes he's back ah so is this a sequel to that then I don't know I, I, I thought I saw in the and sequel at one point you know Stephen King as the plant creature yeah. sitting having blown his own head off yeah he was in there. his lounge I th I, yeah he and, was there wasn't he Geordie Verrill Barbara. Adrienne Barbo. She's back. Because she was the shrewish wife in the crate that you've already mentioned. But I thought she died. Didn't she get eaten? She got eaten by the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, um, that's coming, I think, September. Yes. Another big surprise is we've seen the featurette that they've shown, along with some footage of Terminator Dark Fate. That looks like a proper Terminator movie. Okay, how do you define a Terminator movie? Well, I've found that since after Terminator 2, um, Judgment Day, they seem to have wanted to go for a more family kind of audience they've, they've kind of toned it down a bit the Terminator movies here's a bit of trivia for you yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment yeah. Day was the big blockbuster yeah. released the day that you were born wow that was the big movie on wow. everybody's lips yep but I found after I love the first Terminator and the second one especially the second one but the the third one, it's like you feel a, kind of a connection with it. Guess so. <laughs> but the the third one, it seemed they were trying to play to more of a family audience. Um, that was the one Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines yeah. with the female Terminator. Then, but you know, like that one. Yeah. Then you had Terminator Salvation. 
See, I've only ever seen that once. Which? And all I remember is there's a scene in the factory. Yeah. And one of the Terminators that you see there has Arnold Schwarzenegger CGI yes. face. Because he couldn't appear in it because he was governor of California at the time. And I remember... It's a bit um, sunny for the end of the world, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's a nice day when the, when the world ends. Ooh. World ending saved me from melanoma. <laughs> and um, there's a scene, I think, in a, like a filling station yeah. somewhere. Desert surroundings. With a giant robot. And I thought, ooh. They could make a Transformers movie. Yeah. And, of course, they did. Then they, I don't remember anything else about it. Then they made Terminator Genesis. Oh, I like that. Which is... Undid a lot, though, didn't it? It undid a lot, but, but it was kind of... Call me Pops. It was a sequel to the first movie? Yeah, yeah, he went back and kind of altered time in the... You know, in the your clothes, give yeah. them to me. But they messed. Nice time night up. for a walk. They messed time up so much in that franchise because in Terminator Three, uh, right? Well, machines, of course they messed time up. Doctor Who was a baddie, Matt Smith. But you have Terminator Three. Evil he was. Yes. Sarah Connor is apparently dead. Yes. Then you have the Sarah Connor Chronicles, where she's gone in. I think forward in time. I haven't seen the Sarah Connor Chronicles. To, so, but is that TV show the Sarah Connor Sarah Connor Chronicles? <laughs> Try saying that three times really fast. Go. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, you were losing it at the end. <laughs> Say it four times no. fast. Anyway, uh, is the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Canon. I don't think so because it was cancelled. So the story's not really finished. Well, I watched the first season, Present. but yeah. I, I've got the second season, but I just kind of give up. I also bought the two series about three years ago, yeah. and they're still in their cellophane because I'm waiting for you to watch yours to tell me if I should be wasting my time or should they go to the charity shop. First one was good. I did like the first one, but okay. I just... Sorry, charity shops, you're screwed. Um, but this seems anyway. Do carry on. This seems far darker, grimmer. There seems to be some humour in there as well. It, it just looks like a better movie. Uh, we we did like when we saw the um, trailer. Yeah. A, a line from Sarah Connor yes. herself, Linda Hamilton, yeah. the real Sarah Connor. Yes, the only Sarah returning. Connor. Returning. Well, she had a certain name for a Terminator, yeah. which, which, which we kind of, wow. Yeah. Sarah Connor's got a potty mouth. Yeah. Anyway, so that was another... Yeah, we'll definitely go and see that yeah. film. And it opens on November the 1st. Yes. So basically, the second we get home from the sci-fi weekender, yeah. because it's that weekend, we've got to get us to a cinema pronto before we see spoilers. 
We could see on the way back. Dude, it's already going to take me about five or six hours to drive back. It's called the rest stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check for Cine Worlds on the way back. It's called the rest stop. You shouldn't sass your father like that, you know. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Was that the mic drop? Yeah. You can't drop a real Not. mic because even though we've got three of them. Right then. Um, <laughs> there is one trailer that we just know I'm not going to let it go. Go on. I, I'm not a big fan of musicals. In fact, I can tell you which musicals I have enjoyed in my life okay. right now. I have a weakness for Greece. Yeah. I like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I like an obscure Australian movie yeah. with Alan Arkin and Christopher Lee called The Return of Captain Invincible. And? And? Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd's not bad. I <laughs> I've seen the trailer for Cats. And it's a good thing that my computer chair has arms just to keep Bad. me there. Um I I am aware of some of the songs. Yeah. Um of course, I mean, isn't everybody? Uh, I have never seen the show, nor will I, ever. Sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, I, I, I do want to see your Phantom of the Opera one day, but um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's a soundtrack album I wouldn't mind getting. Yeah. Um, but Cats. I don't know what the story is. Um, it's to do with Cats. And it has been made into a film that will undoubtedly appeal to those people who like The Greatest Showman. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Mamma Mia. Yeah. I am sure as hell not one of those yep. people. And, you know, there'll be the soundtrack album, which will be number one in Asda for yeah. months on end. We've seen the trailer, and seriously, what? the hell were they thinking? It looks like the worst, most nightmarish, ill-advised waste of film I have seen in a very long time. Sir Ian McKellen as an elderly cat with fur and a tail and little cat ears. Presumably CGI'd because... You've got um, Taylor Swift yeah. in there as well. Um, Ju Judy Dench. As an older cat. As an older fat cat. Yeah. But, you know, does the world really need Taylor Swift with fur, six nipples and a tail? I don't think so. So, you could say then... So... Detective Pikachu isn't that bad now, is it? It's it's not going to be a fair comparison, I'll tell you why. Why? 
I very reluctantly went to see Detective Pikachu with you. You'll be watching it again. I, I will not yes, be watching that will. again. No, yes, no. You will. I am 59 years old. I have a bad heart. I don't know how much longer I've got left, so I'm not going to waste it on Detective Pikachu. Thank you very much. Don't you want to watch the Blu-ray no. Detective Vision? No, no, flat no, no. Fine, you don't no. do the very best. No, 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 no Pikachu. The power no. that's inside. You're lucky I will allow you to bring a Blu-ray copy into the house. And that is only because, on condition, that I won't have to watch it, ever. Or hear it. If I even hear that thing. Oof. But Cats. I don't even know how that movie's even made, Cats. Because... Well, the musical... The show was very popular, both London's West End and on Broadway, and, you know, it was, I guess, inevitable that they would make a film out of it. So are they going to sing about furballs? Yeah. But... Spilt milk? All these people, you know, Judy Dench is an elderly cat. Just no. I mean, you know, Taylor Swift herself. Yeah. Said in a very memorable song, yeah, summed up exactly how I feel about what I've seen of this movie. Yeah, hate is gonna hate, 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 yeah, and I do. Um, I, I was both shocked, surprised, amused, yeah, dismayed, disappointed, yeah, horrified, and contemptuous, yeah. So it, it gave me a whole gamut. Yes. There's a word you don't hear enough of these days. Gamut. No. Of emotions. Um, I don't know when it's due out. Oh. Um, they're putting up against Rise of the Sky That's Wars. right. That's right. This holiday season. Yeah. That's right. So don't worry. Cats is officially going up against Rise of the Skywalker and Jumanji 2. So basically, yeah, and consigned to history where it belongs. But it'll be it'll be like um, they, they'll start advertising it like, oh, it's the nation's mum's favourite film. Yeah, you know. Maybe the nation's mums should be just lined up and shot if yeah. that's what their favourite film is. But inevitably, yeah, this film will make a lot of money. And I'll go to the Oscars. Because all the... Um, uh, not X Factor. The, the Simon Cowell one. Is it the X Factor? I have no idea. That talent show that goes out on... on... I don't follow any of it. Whatever. The the Simon Cowell <laughs> yeah. show. The people who, who sort of put their meagerly talented winners as the Christmas number one yes. are the same kind of people who will be watching yeah. Cats and who will buy the DVD. Yeah. Pretty much. And there will be enough of them that they will make a movie of the Starlight Express. Which is another musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. About singing trains, I think. It's 
Imagine an opera with Thomas the Tank Engine. That'd be worth it. <laughs> really? Would there be explosions? I don't think so. Oh. Did you ever see an explosion on Thomas the Tank Engine? Yes. I mean, the last time I saw it, I just saw Ringo Starr moo. doing a plaintive moo when a cow was on the rail track. Moo. And we watched that on YouTube out of a perceived sense of nostalgia. Yeah, and all we got was moo. Moo. And, and you were actually thinking of for old time's sake, yeah. because I'd bought all the old Jerry Anderson series, you thought you'd buy Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Were you going to go for Blu-ray? Oh, God, no. Really? No. You're going for Blu-ray on Detective Pikachu? Well, you'll be happy to know... They've decided not to release it? No, they're releasing that. They're also... And it was announced in Comic-Con. Oh. They're releasing Scooby-Doo on Blu-ray. What's to be gained? Because, because, because... I think it's a bad idea. All right. Well, it is for you, because you're going to rebuy everything again. You've got the Scooby-Doo mystery machine with all the DVDs inside, haven't you? Because they're re-releasing releasing the series on Blu-ray and all the rest of it. Yeah. And, you know, it comes in this haunted house box, cardboard box thing. Okay. But when they released it on DVD, it came out in a far more impressive mystery machine. Have you, you've got that, haven't you? Yeah. A solid plastic sculpt. Yes. I'm thinking... Th- Collector's that, item? Yeah. Numbered? I think so. Oh. I'm happy with what I've got. Okay. Well, all right then. Scooby Scooby Blue, not in this house. Where yeah. are you? Um, the reason why we waited before recording this particular episode, uh, so we didn't record on a Saturday night, um, was because we were waiting for the big Marvel announcement. And it, they made the announcement. Yeah. And I read the announcement uh, actually on www.starburstmagazine.com. My good friend Andrew Pollard stayed up until the early hours to write the whole thing up. And um, he is a real superhero for doing that, you know. Yeah, he is. You know, forget your Thor. Yeah, forget Captain America. More power to Andrew Pollard. Yeah. A true superhero. We thank you, sir. We salute you. They've announced Phase 4. And uh, I'll read from Andrew's report here. So, these words are not mine. They are the words of Andrew Pollard. Copyright in operation. Phase 4 of the MCU will officially kick off on May 1st, 2020. Yay! Yeah. With Black Widow. Huh? Yeah. She died in Endgame. Yeah. Um, So I guess it's going to be a prequel. It'd have to, wouldn't it? But that takes out any element of danger, because we know she survives 
to be killed off in Endgame. Yeah. Sacrificing herself nobly so Hawkeye can live. That movie should have been out years ago. Unless Captain America altered the timeline. Oh. No, no. No? Okay. Because they've already altered the timeline once with Loki and he's already handed over to... Oh, more of Loki. More of Loki in a second. Anyway, Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff will be joined by somebody from The Handmaid's Tale, which I don't watch. Somebody called O.T. Fang Bentley. What a, what a very unusual name. Somebody from Stranger Things and Fight With My Family. Fighting With My Family's Florence Pugh, who was about the only good thing about Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, Ray Winston and Rachel Weiss from the yes. Mummy films, of course. Oh, it says here the film will be a prequel off, uh, offering, exploring Nat's origins and time working for the KGB. Now, I have always thought, well, not always, obviously, because, yeah. you know, the film's not that old. That was Red Sparrow, which you uh, didn't actually see, did you? No. No. I caught the norovirus, Novavirus. Yes. Now, okay, so it's a prequel. We know she's not going to die. But it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it would be nice if Jeremy Renner was in it because I'd love to know more about the Budapest incident. There's a problem there, though. What? Because somehow she was talking about her time with the KGB in the Origins. Yes. And how dark that was. Yes. That means it's going to have to be a grim movie. It will be a grim movie. It, it can't be light and jokey because, you know, it, it just can't. Now, following on from Black Widow on May 1st, 2020, we then go to Autumn 2020, or, because it was San Diego, and because it's America, The Fall. And we will have... um, Oh, August 2020, according to this, even though they say The Fall in their little lineup. Um, Anthony Mackie and uh, Sebastian Stan will be, once again, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in a TV show. Premiering on Disney Plus. Oh, boy. Exactly. Exactly. This, this for me. This is where we, who do not live in America... Yeah. Basically, bend over, grab our ankles, and take it where it ain't supposed to go. This is the exact point where Phase 4 fails. Be- phase 4 fails? Yeah. I'm just saying okay. it fails. No, I just like the alliteration that Phase 4 fails. Um, Disney Plus is launching in America on November 12th. Okay. There is no UK date confirmed yet. But they do expect that it will be available worldwide eventually. Yeah, but they're saying most regions within the next two years. Yeah. Here's the main problem though. Okay. They have said that the Disney Plus shows yes. are intertwined with the movies. They have, you're right. So the problem here 
ain't going to go and see the movie if we haven't seen what leads up to it. Yeah. And that means that half of Phase 4, if we don't get it for another two years... We will have already seen what it plays into. Yeah. So So, our only hope is if it's released on DVD. Yeah. And if it is released on DVD, that will then have to be imported. Because it won't be in this country because they won't be showing it. Exactly. We have exactly the same problem with the Doom Patrol yeah. from DC because they've launched in America and we can't get it in this country. No. We, the only way we can see it is when it's released on October 1st on DVD. Yeah. Right, so following the Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, which we'll see uh, those two going up against... The Daniel Bruhl's returning Baron Zemo. Again, hold over from the movie. We go to November 6th, um, 2020, and it's The Eternals. Now, neither one of us, because we can't read every single comic that's out there, have read The Eternals, but I got this from Wikipedia. The Eternals are a fictional species of humanity appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Well, duh, Wikipedia. They are described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien Celestials, intended the Eternals to be the defenders of Earth, which leads to the inevitability of war against their destructive counterparts, the Deviants. Okay, it sounds a bit wordy. Uh, The Eternals were created by Jack Kirby and made their first appearance in The Eternals number 1, July 1976. Okay. Um, Kirby left Marvel in the early 70s, uh, controversially, to work for uh, DC, where he brought such people as... um, the Forever People yeah. and Dark Side, Apocalypse. Um, it was meant to be an offshoot of Asgard, but Marvel wouldn't want to go for it, so he took everything and his concepts to DC. They ran with it. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't. Um, and then in the mid 70s, he went back to Marvel and created. Apparently, The Eternals, which we've never read. So, The Eternals get their own film. And it'll star Angelina Jolie as Thena. I don't know who Thena is, but hey, Angelina Jolie back on the screen. Good. Um, I have no idea. The last time I had no idea was Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which I had never read, and that turned out okay. Yeah. So, we'll go and see it, we'll see what it is, and then we'll make our minds up. So, going on then to February the 12th, 2021, we'll have Shang-Chi, the legend, and the legend of the Ten Rings. Now, 
way before your time yeah. in the early to mid 70s when Bruce Lee passed away shortly after making Enter the Dragon um, there was a kung fu craze and these martial arts movies kept popping up all over the place and you know everybody was kung fu fighting yeah and marvel got in on the act with shang chi who was according to them at the time the son of fu manchu okay i don't remember much about it otherwise other than he was of course chinese wore a, a red g yeah. or gi gi i think and uh, with yellow trim and basically could beat just about anybody. They later bought another martial artist in, uh, to their lineup called Iron Fist. Yeah. And Iron Fist seems to be the one that, you know, survived. Um, why they're drawing uh, an obscure character like Shang-Chi up from their past, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But... As we know, the Mandarin that we saw yeah. in Iron Man 3... It's not the Mandarin. It's not the Mandarin. He was a decoy. Yeah. We will be seeing the real Mandarin in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. The Ten Rings possibly being the Ten Rings of alien origin yeah. that the Mandarin wears, which gives him his power. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Taken's Simu Liu has been cast. Um, Master of Kung Fu to commence battle with a Mandarin. Um, okay. Again, we'll 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 see. There, there's there's a feeling that I get here. Yeah. That we're skirting the big boys, and it's like phase four. The other guys. Yeah. There's something very underwhelming about this. No, I don't want to be underwhelmed. I want to be overwhelmed. Yeah. But so far, it's like, huh. I... So we got Black Widow in a flashback movie. The Falcon and Winter Soldier in something that we can't even see yeah. for years. The Eternals that I've never heard of. And an obscure character from about 1974. Yeah. Right. Spring 2021... We go back to TV, Disney Plus. Whether we'll be able to see it yeah. then or not, who knows? There's Wonder Vision. It's one word, Wonder Vision. Okay. Um, and we have Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany reprising their MCU roles of Wonder Maximov and Vision. Um, Mad Men's Teona Paris will be playing an adult version of the Monica Rambo character we saw uh, introduced in Captain Marvel. She, so she would be the little girl. Okay. Um, okay. We don't know what it's about. We, again, have to assume it's a flashback series yeah. because the Vision died. Yeah. Twice. Twice, indeed. Yeah, yeah. She, Time was turned back, yeah. and then he died all over again. You know, I can just imagine him lying there. Yeah, thanks an effing lot, pals. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, 
also in spring 2021 on Disney Plus. So who knows when we'll get to see it. Loki. Now then, I hope you've got some salt and you've got some pepper. Because you, my friend, are going to be eating crow. How many times have we had the discussion of whether Loki is alive or not? He's dead. No, he's not. Tom Hiddleston's God of Mischief takes centre stage in Disney's six-episode Loki series as we explore what happened to the charming rogue when he took the Space Stone. Okay. I've been telling you he's alive. Yeah. How's that crow taste, pal? To be honest with you... Are those feathers getting stuck in your crow there, my friend? To be honest with you, you know this lineup. If yes. anything, it seems kind of like that was a very dramatic Shatner-esque pause. Yeah. This lineup. If anything, it <laughs> it seems like kind of an and the pauses mess. keep coming. Um, it's yeah, right. I would be much more interested in Falcon, WandaVision and Loki if we knew that we could see them. Exactly. Show me the damn episodes. Yeah. And Warner, DC, I want the Doom Patrol. Yeah. Okay? We might have to get um, private network, you know, a VPN. Possibly. That way... Oh, that would be good, because the government, the man, couldn't track us. No. They wouldn't know which part of the globe we were on. We'd be like international men of mystery and intrigue. But there is only one problem with these networks, though. Except that they'd know that I hardly ever leave the house. No, there's only one problem. Okay. The only way, then, that they could actually stop us getting onto those networks... Yeah. Would be because of where we'd be paying from. Because it'd still show up as UK. Not if you pay by your debit card. Oh yeah. That could work. So that way it's either MasterCard or Visa, isn't it? Yeah. And they don't know where the money's originating from. And why would they care anyway? They're getting your money. True. That is true. Might look into a VPN. Right, so there's Loki um, doing all sorts of mischief for six weeks of uh, six episodes. That's a day's binge watching. Yeah. While you're working. In spring 2021. Now, my main interest is May 7th, 2021. Yeah. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, thank the spirit of Stan Lee yeah. that something that we know that we can yeah. watch that is tied into familiar stuff um, is is coming in. But there's a problem. Okay. A big damn problem. Okay. There's an elephant in the room which we must address. Yeah. Doctor Strange sequel is booked in for May 7, 2021 and the picture will feature Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch titled... 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The follow-up, this film, will be influenced by the events of the Disney Plus WandaVision series and will have a gothic horror vibe to it. So, we will need to have watched WandaVision before we watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Otherwise, it may not make a lick of sense. So, hold, hold on, hold on. So... You've had this ingenious tied together Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people can go and see it, you know, with it being in the cinema and, you know, following it that way. Yeah. So now you people want you to take an additional subscription service. Yeah. To be able to watch the movies. That's right. This is sounding an awful lot like what the WWE did. Yep. And it, they at, they've got to be careful, because if everyone doesn't have the op- chance to watch them, their audiences are going to be tapering off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Moving on. We are dissatisfied, Kevin Feige. Okay, dissatisfied. Yeah. Summer two thousand twenty-one. Uh, Disney Plus again. Crying out loud. What if? The what if yeah. comic book would be putting them in situations that, you know. So the Elseworld. Not quite that coherent. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it's like, what if Aunt May had been bitten by a spider and became, you know, spider octogenarian kind of thing? Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> That's all I can say about the Facebook. Uh, I'm not saying that they actually did the Aunt May thing, but you know, it was that kind of thing. You know, what if um, Steve Rogers was Iron Man and Tony Stark was Captain America? Or, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, that is, I believe, an animated series. The first of the animated What If stories will premiere in summer 2021. And Westworld's Jeffrey Wright will be voicing the Watcher, who ties each of this ponderous, of these ponderous tales together. Well, Paul Ard's calling him ponderous, and having read a couple of them, I would agree. Yeah. The show will see various MCU stars lending their dulcet tones to the animated series. They're following uh, the comics. This is going to get to a mess. Oh boy. Right, let's move forward. For 2021, we'll see the Disney Plus premiere of Hawkeye. As Jeremy Renner once more picks up the Clint Barton role. In the six-part show, Barton will be mentoring young Kate Bishop in the ways of being a total badass. Oh, so Arrow season three. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Oh, dear, dear, dear. That's all I can say. Yeah. There's a bit too much Disney Plus here for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And the fact that our possibilities of seeing these shows is murky at best. Yeah. And the fact that we don't know if we can see these is kind of tainting 
or risking tainting our enjoying the the actual films. Yeah. I mean, if we haven't seen WandaVision before Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Multitude, Multiverse of Madness, yeah. We we need clarification. Right. So Hawkeye. Then we've got November the fifth, uh, two thousand twenty-one. We will not be lying fi- uh, flying fireworks and lighting our Roman yeah. candles. We will be in the cinema watching Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. Mixed feelings again. Yeah. Mixed feelings, I say. Um, I've got to get the pronunciation right here. Thor Ragnarok's Taika Waititi, I hope I've got that right, will be helming Thor 4, Love and Hammer. And it brings the aforementioned Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster. Okay. We briefly glimpsed her in Endgame, surprisingly. Uh, This next film is going to be called Thor Love and Thunder, and we'll see Jane eventually take on the moniker and identity of the mighty Thor. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson will be joining Portman in the film. Um, So that's November the 5th. Uh, Problems. Lots. Last we saw of him, he was heading out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And we want to see the Asgardians of the Galaxy. And also hadn't Captain America taken up the mantle of Captain America certainly had um, he had the hammer Mjolnir but he wasn't Thor he was swinging and flying and stuff he's not the god of thunder is he what I don't quite get he's just got the hammer he's not the god of thunder lad you're bringing in Jane Foster to be Thor well that did happen that happened in the comics okay but again, why couldn't they say do... They've set up Valkyrie on Earth with Asgard. Yeah, Tessa Thompson is in the film. But why don't they do instead a Valkyrie movie instead of doing another version of Thor? I, I probably love the movie, but a part of me is kind of like, really? Hmm... A lot of Phase 4, for me personally, I, I, I'm i not really happy with it. It's more like Phase 4, God's sakes. <laughs> I, I kind of think that Endgame had... It was fantastic. Yeah. But Endgame has also had a side effect. Have we seen the end of the cohesion of the Marvel movie? Universe. Yeah, I think that Endgame, uh, those movies up to, say, Far From Home, yeah. are the definitive Marvel movie universe because yeah. this is going to have problems. So that's Phase 4. Now, they have announced Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, I didn't expect them to actually announce anything to do with Guardians 3. No. Because James Gunn is busy working on Suicide Squad. And, of course, they're not going to do anything with Guardians 3, cast it or anything like that, um, until Suicide Squad has been released. 
another piece of news is Oscar winner uh, Mahashala Ali has been cast as Blade. So Wesley Snipes is out and Mahashala Ali is in. But we don't know whether Blade is going to be a movie, a TV show or both. And where does he fit in? Is that going to be phase five? Because i got to tell you, sitting here, with the exception of Doctor Strange and Thor and Loki, phase four is underwhelming. I never thought I'd actually say this. Because phase four, yeah. I could kind of take it or leave it. You'd think that they'd be trying to at least tease Spider-Man. There's another problem there as well that I've just noticed. What? You have Wonder Vision that will lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. If so that's that released in spring 2021 yeah. and Doctor Strange uh, is released May 2021, it's not going to give you much time to watch it, is it? So is that Doctor Strange movie a prequel to Infinity War then? Because I don't, I don't know if Vision is in it because Vision hasn't actually been yeah. confirmed for Doctor Strange. Wanda has, but she's still alive. But Vision died, so how the... Yeah, unless uh, there's a there's a something is set in motion in Wonder Vision that you know Vision dies in the meantime yeah. and she t- I don't know I don't know. But in other good news, uh, the Fantastic Four are on the way. Marvel Studios have explained how there are several other MCU projects in early development. Uh, Kevin Feige currently unable to discuss any further, one of which involves introducing Marvel's first family into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. Yeah. We're happy. Even though I can't see anything wrong with the Tim Story films. No. We're happy. Wisely, after the underwhelming performance worldwide of the last X-Men movie, I think they should give that a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe bring it in phase five, phase six. Yeah, agreed. Um, But, I don't know, phase four, I hope that I have to eat my words, but I'm a little bit underwhelmed. I, I was kind of hoping for better. I, I'm just I'm not that bothered by Phase 4. Yeah. Which is sad because I've loved all the other phases. Does that mean that I get to watch these in the cinema by myself? Oh no. Okay then. Well, we have certainly delivered a special episode yes. for for Piercing the Veil uh, episode 9. Next week we'll be back as ever with more diatribes, complaints, general dissatisfaction, and hopefully some happy thoughts. Until then, keep watching the skies, and it's so long from me, Robin Pierce, and me, Stephen Pierce. Bye. See ya.